Hey kid, do you want to watch a piece of white bread murder people with a book? Only if he has terrible hair. Sold American. You ready to talk some movies, Brennan? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go. Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brennan. We're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. Whoa! So, yeah, sorry we missed December. We totally missed December. Yeah, we had some things planned out, but then then it happened. My wife, Brennan's mom, she just kind of... She, she, we had her convinced to do Krampus with us, mm-hmm. and then it just always there is always something going on. Yeah, always an, an excuse. Mm-hmm. Even though it was supposed to be set in stone, so we're throwing her under the bus for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Brennan, happy third anniversary. Oh. On the seventeenth, we're a little late, but yeah. Well, hey. Better late than never. Just like this episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting into our fourth year of doing this. Not we're not the most prolific of podcasts, but we have fun. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what that's what really matters. It's about us, Brennan. That's right. Spending some bonding time together as father and son. It's not about the dongles. We don't even care about you guys. We do care about the dongles. Yeah, we care about the dongles. We lost one in the group. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so if you were in there and just never said anything, come back. We miss you. <laughs> so, what are we covering? We're covering the 20-something... 2017. 2017 American adaptation of Death Note. I'm so excited. Cue the sad party horn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So this was your pick. This was my pick. I just rewatched the entire uh, anime about a month ago. And I was like, hey, I know this movie is terrible. Let's watch it for the podcast because I love picking horrible movies. <laughs> I have never seen anything Death Note. I'm, I'm aware of it. I mean, it's kind of what we do. It's hard to avoid knowing about it, mm-hmm. even though I've never seen anything. But that's that's my stance. So we thought it would be interesting to get my perspective just from a movie standpoint yeah. without really knowing the source materials. Yeah. And then there's mine. You know, I'd watched this show in like 2015. It was one of the first animes I've watched. Oh, OK. So I've been a big fan for a while now and it's always stayed in discussion. It is one of the most popular anime ever. It is up there on all the lists. Now, I remember when this came out directly to netflix and you watched it Mm -hmm. and i did not watch it with you noises were made (laughs) that's all i can say i'm not gonna play the trailer because there's just too much gobbledygook and noise and it doesn't doesn't really do much and it isn't good 
So it's up to you to watch the trailer on your own, I guess, this time, Dongles. Mm-hmm. I remember when this trailer came out, too, because, you know, it's like, oh, they're making a, you know, making Death Note movie and the casting had kind of come out and, oh, they're getting like a horror director for it. And then the trailer came out and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> it was immediately everyone's like, oh, well, mm, we can get into some of that stuff later. Yeah. So let's go through some IMDb info on the 2017 U.S. version of Death Note. The synopsis is, a high school student named Light Turner discovers a mysterious notebook that has the power to kill anyone whose name is written within its pages and launches a secret crusade to rid the world of criminals. Thank you. We're out. Yeah, that was pretty short. (laughs) So this movie was directed by Adam Wingard. You might have heard of him. We will discuss him at some point in time later. Yes. It stars Nat Wolf, Lakeith Stanfield, Margaret Qualley, Shea Wiggum, Ben Shapiro, Willem Dafoe, and also we'll put in uh, Jason Lyles, because those last two played Ryuk. And Willem Dafoe is... Perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. Wow. Yeah, no, I'd like I could not pick a per- more perfect person for that role. I 100% agree with you. So do you want to it's your pick. You get to run us through. Okay. Yeah, so we open up with um cheesy high school shots, cheerleaders and footballers and we see our main character Light who looks like a doofus. Do you know why? Why? <laughs> because that actor, he was on the Nickelodeon show, The Naked Brothers Band. The what? You don't remember that? No. Oh, one of your sisters might remember that one. What? Yeah. <laughs> he he looks, he, he just... He looks like he's from a Nickelodeon he, show. Yeah, he looks goony. He looks like... And he, his hair is awful. I think he was terribly miscast in this movie. For sure. So he's sitting there and he's um he's writing he's filling out tests for people like writing down the answers and like doing homework and like football guy walks up and like gives him some some cash and he hands off the test and then there's some thunder and then a notebook drops from the sky lands next to him surprise it's the death note oh says death note right on it says death note right on the right on the front um he kind of picks it up flips through it starts raining everyone's like running away uh, they're screaming because it's rain and it's cheesy. And then Light is like walking away and there's this kid getting beat up. And then one of the cheerleader girls, who she's like kind of like edgy because she was like smoking. <laughs> so like we already know that she's like, she's kind of a bad girl. Like goes in to like break up the fight and then Light comes in, you know. And then he ends up getting punched in the face, knocked out. And the teachers find him with like all of the answers and like clearly filling out other people's homework <laughs> goes to detention um and when he's sitting there he that's when he first encounters ryuk um ryuk is super cool in this looks awesome actually it's so good not enough the visual effects amazing yeah there's not enough ryuk um is there more in the anime oh there's much more ryuk and he he is uh, i like his personality in the anime a bit better because in this one he's very like outwardly evil which this is like one of the first differences so like in the movie he he he's on telling him to like use it like use the death note like you know 
here's how you use it. like you just got to write someone's name down you know like their manner of death he's like egging him on even like hands him a pen to use it but he you also when you write the person's name down you have to be thinking of their face yes Otherwise, so you need to know their work. full name and their face that way people who have the same name there's no like problems there <laughs> which i think is smart so yeah then he sees that bully kid outside like bullying another kid so he writes down his name and he puts decapitation and this is where I started to have problems with the movie because so he's obviously killed through decapitation, but the way that he gets decapitated, it, it's like Final Destination. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, this is very Final Destination. It's like it's like there's a guy dribbling a basketball, and then there's like some lady carrying groceries, and the bag rips, and then it hits the ball, and then the ball bounces in the road, then he runs down the road, and then a van. Like a mom driving a van, like, oh, it's a turn out of the way. And then there's a, a utility truck that else has a VR out of the way, hits the something. Like a parked car. Yeah. And then the ladder on the top of the utility van, like, shoots out and hits him and hits the bully and, like, decapitates him somehow. I have no idea how that would actually decapitate somebody it's not it's not impossible it's not impossible it just seems the way everything is set up it seems improbable yeah highly improbable but up until this point i'm very much on board with this movie mm -hmm. and i actually liked the opening credit sequence with all the like the cheerleaders and stuff yeah and I like the music playing the cinematography was nice it was and in slow motion and stuff yeah yeah all that was done really well and yeah. i was like oh okay this feels like it's kind of dark yeah yeah so yeah i mean even like the the teenagers did not look like they were all 30 yeah that was a nice touch mm -hmm. i get that that has to happen sometimes mm -hmm. i was on board i like the decapitation part and the it was practical effects were very nice on that too yeah, it was a quick shot, but it was still fun. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that a lot of the gore and stuff in this movie was cut down. I could see that. Yeah. Because it's so, all of it kind of happens so quick. Mm -hmm. It's cut really quick, right as it happens. You yeah. see it for like a frame. Yeah. And that right off the bat, like I kind of get it that maybe the anime was more for a younger audience. Absolutely not. No? <laughs> no. Okay. I wasn't sure about that. And so I thought, well, maybe they're still trying to appeal to a younger-ish audience. Like, you're going to get some older teenagers to watch this. Yeah. That would be my guess. Yeah. And that was my thought is that, oh, it's going to be, there's going to be gore, but it's going to be a little light and quick edits. One thing that I don't really like, and I'll get into this more later, but the the way that all the deaths happen is very... It's so extra. Every death, it's like Final Destination. It's all these events that like unfold and it's all... Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll get into it later. But so. Yeah, so another thing too about this whole thing. So when Ryu comes in, the entire room that Light is left in gets trashed. Yeah. And then the, the whole decapitation thing happens. Mm -hmm. And then he just leaves after that. Yeah. And there's no... There's anything, no consequence. There's no consequence to that room being trashed. Because obviously that would be him. He would totally be blamed. Yeah, he would absolutely get blamed. Granted, yes, a fellow student being decapitated on the sidewalk. Yeah. Probably a major distraction. But, but still. that room is still trashed. Uh -huh. It never gets brought up. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I know that sounds nitpicky. And no, I think that too. I thought that when I first watched it, you know, I was like, oh, 
he's at least going to get into more trouble. Yeah. And his dad's not going to be happy with him. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, he goes home after the decapitation. And this is where we learn that his dad is the police chief and that Light's mom, so his wife, was killed in a car accident. And then somehow the guy ended up going, getting free. He was freed after. Yeah, because he was like from money or whatever. Or yeah. crime family type Something thing. Something like that. So here we learn that like Light basically blames his dad for not getting him in prison or even like killing him. And this is kind of a setup of his Light's kind of complex of justice. It was a, It's a good way to establish it, you know, that he believes that, you know, no criminal should walk free and that they should be punished for what they've done. Especially when it's obvious they did what they did. Yeah, especially that. So that this is when he goes upstairs and then Ryuk comes in again and and is basically like, hey, you should totally kill that guy that killed your mom. And so he does it. And then so we cut to the guy who killed his mom eating at some fancy restaurant. And you get another like, oh, lady knocks the salt off of her table. Then the waiter trips on it or, you know, hits it. And then dude stabs himself in the throat. With a steak knife? With a steak knife? <laughs> and then dies. Again, very just weird, weird way to do that. So how does it happen in other, like the anime? How does it happen in there? So it's basically like you can write someone's name down. And then once you write it down, if you just write someone's name, five minutes later, they will die of a heart attack. So if you put nothing down, it's a heart attack. Then... But when you write down the name, in that time, you can write down a manner of death. But the manner of death has to be physically possible, and it has to be the... It only affects the person whose name you wrote down in it. So something like guys basketball rolling into the road, and then, you know, I'm going to get it, and all that kind of stuff. That, that sort of thing doesn't happen in the anime. In the anime, it's like, if I, if, if I wrote down someone's name, and I wrote down decapitation... It would be something like them finding a way to decapitate themselves. But also what goes into it is that when you make someone do something, it has to be something that is mentally possible for them to do. Like if I wrote down that you held up a store at gunpoint, you wouldn't do that because you're not mentally unhinged enough to go out and do that. Um, which I think is interesting because in the anime, like the manga too, you can put down suicide as another option that anybody can do because... It is within everybody to find a way to kill themselves. So that's kind of how it works in there, which is my problem with this movie, too, is that the deaths are just like, you know, they're, it, it's it, the power is so much greater because you can affect what other people do. So, yeah, that's that's the thing, though, is he's not for these writing down, you know, waitress tips over salt. Yeah. And all those events. He doesn't write that down that we see anyway. Mm hmm. I mean, just stabbing the throat. I guess maybe I could see it from the perspective of perhaps they were trying to make it feel a little more plausible, I guess, or somehow more realistic because it just appears to be an accident then. Freak accident. Yeah, but I mean, like even within like the rules of the show, you could write something down like that's when he trips onto a steak knife. He gets up. And he trips and he falls onto the knife and he dies. Like you could feasibly write something down because that person 
would be capable of tripping and falling on the knife. So I'm I don't just know. trying to make sense of all this. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a lot better when you see like in action. And like if you write someone's name down and you write down the manner of death and that manner of death is not feasible. Like if I told if I said that you died by jumping off the Eiffel Tower in the next five minutes, you would just die of a heart attack. So even if the death isn't even possible and you write down the name, you'll just die anyway. And then and in like the anime and manga, like there's no way of avoiding it either. If you write someone's name down, they will die. And there's a time limit too though, right? They have forty eight hours. Yeah, you can you can plan ahead. Yeah, you can you can put it off. You can specify the time of death too. So that goes in the show. Like you write down, you know, like this guy's name, this criminal's name at this date, at this time. You got that dongles? Got that dongles. There's a lot more rules too, but they're less important. Yeah, in the movie there's like what I think they mentioned over 100. There's like 80 or something like that. But there isn't a show, but I like the way that they show you the rules because during like where the commercials break would be, it'll actually show you the rule. So I'm always like pausing it and just reading all the smaller rules, but it helps flesh it out. Yeah, and clearly Light here does not really seem interested in reading them first. Yeah, he just flips through and is like, ah, rules, and then shuts the book. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, if you have a book that could magically kill somebody yeah. through the means of a death god mm-hmm. like Ryuk, I would be reading all those rules to make sure that nothing comes back exactly. on me yeah. Yeah. just from doing this. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Light's had like this basketball game for some reason. Why he's there, I don't know. But that one cheerleader comes up to him and she's like, hey, what are you, uh, what are you doing there? Her name's Mia. Name's Mia, yeah. Mia! I don't get the reference. Anyway, so, and Light's flirting game is so bad. Well, I mean, that's his character, though. Yeah. So then he basically, and this still blows my mind, he basically reveals the death note to her. Like five minutes after meeting her. <laughs> she's like, what is that? And he's like, uh, nothing. Yeah. And she's like, no, seriously, what is that? And he's just like, you really want to know? Like, come on. No, you'd hide that thing. He's kind of desperate for her attention. Though. Yeah. So he shows her and they go into like the, the computer room and he looks it up and it's like, there's like a hostage situation going on. So he writes down the guy holding the people's hostage name and says that he'd be struck by this vehicle. Well, first he wrote down, walks into traffic, and then writes down, then is struck by, like... He's hit by a SWAT truck. A SWAT truck. Yeah, so then the guy walks out. Oh, and he gives a salute, too. Yeah, the military salute. Gives a military salute, and then walks into the road, and then is hit by the truck. I don't have many problems with this death. It just It's just weird to specify, you know, like a SWAT vehicle. Um... But yeah, so then it happens and then she's like, whoa. And then the light's basically like, I'm going to like rid the world of terrible people and make sure that like the little guy is like protected. She's totally on board with this, though. Yeah, which like, what are the odds? <laughs> well, you always wonder, though, sometimes there's like those serial killer couples and stuff. Yeah. And how do they find the other person? I can't even find a girl that like likes Star Wars. <laughs> I had the basically my wife only likes things I like kind of just because I won't shut up about it. <laughs> yeah. So then they start their little crusade 
where they're like writing down all these different like criminals and like watching the news and then they're like making out and they write down more names. They also decide to come up with a persona. Yeah. Because they want to send a clear message mm-hmm. so that maybe people will just stop committing terrible crimes mm-hmm. altogether. They want to become a god. Yeah. Basically. Put, put the fear of God in them. Yeah. So they come up with the name Kira, which means killer in Japanese, which it actually doesn't. It doesn't really translate very well. And the whole thing of it, like loosely meaning light in another language, that's also pretty much made up. Like Celtic? Yeah. Let's look it up. And it, it does, but it's not very, I don't know. It's just weird that they would choose to, to do that. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, there's, that's pretty weak. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. And then, yeah, so they have like this whole persona as Kita, and then it, it does work. You know, talking about crime rates dropping, you know. Rather quickly. I feel there's a weird time jump here that yeah. they don't really kind of explain. It should have been like a month of them killing like hundreds of criminals yeah so I mean, it's just they, like boom it's instant like, god i think they mentioned 400 people that's were attributed to kira there's a lot more in the anime and <laughs> and you know there's a lot of people writing messages there's like a whole website of criminals like people are putting up criminals like kira please kill mm-hmm. please kill this guy it, it seems to go viral really quick yeah which is kind of I don't know. It just struck me as odd, like a month or a couple weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Just give me some frame of reference for mm-hmm. how much time has passed where as much as things can happen overnight sensationally or go viral and it would kind of take a while for people to start connecting the dots, even in the information age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we get introduced to L, who is um, who's like this world famous not so world famous in this, I guess, but he's a famous detective. Which would have been nice to have it mentioned. That he was super famous? Yeah. Because he just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I can pick up he's a detective. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, I don't know. He, yeah. He's... He, gets a, he gets a press conference uh-huh. in Seattle with a ton of people there. And I was like, "How? who is this guy? Why is he getting a press conference? Yeah. Just give me a line that he's a famous detective. So, yeah. So they, in his introduction in the anime, it's like this whole like big police briefing. They announced like, hey, we're bringing an L into the case. And everyone in the room is like freaking out. They're like, oh my God, he's like real. Like I, and he's like, oh, people are like, oh, he solved this case. You know, he did all this. And it builds up his introduction. We don't even meet him until later on he's just like a voice from a computer and then this he's very he's just kind of like put in kind of haphazard there he is yeah because they just show a nightclub in tokyo or wherever yeah full of dead people which how did that work and i thought is this a kira thing or is this just him doing his job yeah and that's another weird thing so he wrote down all of the names of all those people in that nightclub? Or does he just find one person and say, this person goes on a killing spree and then kills themselves? Yeah, which is a thing that you can't even do by the rules of the show. You can't make somebody kill another person. Yeah, so... So, yeah, so that must be a rule that isn't in the movie. And and it's, I don't know, I think it's weird because there was, like, just, like, strippers that were dead. They're, they're just workers. Like, yeah. Unless they, like, murdered somebody? I don't know. I don't think that's very righteous to be killing those people. Yeah. I think it would have been better if it was not attributed to Kira whatsoever. 
And, and it was just him solving another case. Him just working on a case. Yeah. And then, oh, hey, we need you in Seattle. Yeah. Because, or we just yeah. need you to, for this Kira thing. Mm-hmm. The way that he figures out that Light's in Seattle is a little weird too, because he basically gave a bunch of different police um, different information around the world about like dangerous criminals. And then wh- whichever one Kira killed, you can then trace back. And show that Kira had access to that information. But we don't know that Light has access to any of his dad's yeah, files. Yeah, we or don't anything. know that. And they, because sh- the way that um, L figures it out in like the show makes a lot more sense. He figures out that the times of the killings are between these times, and that's when a student would get off of school. So he figures out that they're a Japanese student. And then he narrows it down to the actual like prefecture by broadcasting what he claims to be a worldwide broadcast of this guy saying that he's L and then like showing his name and his face. So then when Light kills him, I was like, well, now I know where he lives. It's one of the very first times in that show, too, that you're like, oh, snap, things have just gotten real. You know, like there's an actual challenger. And this, it's just kind of like, Oh, I figured out where he lives. Okay, we're in Seattle now. Yeah, and Al seems to have an air of he has experience with this situation of the Death Note. Yeah. Because he doesn't show his face. Yeah. And he doesn't allow anybody to know his name. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Does he, has this happened before? Has he noticed something of this nature happening previously? Yeah. But it never gets brought up. And And... He later in the movie just says that he believes that he needs a face and name to kill somebody. (laughs) In the show, it takes him a while to figure that out, but he does figure it out through really smart reasoning. Um, And this, I don't know, in this, it feels like L just kind of has the answers without earning them, without having him go through and analyze the information. And it's just kind of like, I know he's in Seattle. I know he needs a name and a face. Yeah, I completely agree with you on this one. It it takes a lot away from from the what and oh, this character feels for me not having any previous information that the he changes the tone of the movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Completely because he's all about I've got to eat tons of candy. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep. Yeah. So I figured, well, there's something up with this, and it felt weird and unnatural, and it turns out there's an explanation for that, because apparently he's an orphan that was sent to (laughs) super detective school. (laughs) Yeah. It's not what I understand. That's in the movie. That's in the movie. He went to super detective school where they send orphans to train them. To become super detectives. To become super detectives. Yeah. Which... Had they mentioned something about that before, I would have just had to accept it. Yeah. But the fact that it even comes up the way that it does just made me go, wait a second, wait, yeah. wait. And everything had in my brain had to come to a screeching halt mm-hmm. because it just feels like a weird element of... It's it's so bizarre, yeah. considering I'm watching a movie about a death god who gives a teenager a magic book that kills people. Yeah, yeah. And this is where what I find weird. Yeah, and like in the in the other media, what it is is that there's an orphanage that takes in gifted students or like gifted children, 
and then kind of raise them in an environment to become smarter and makes them smarter. They do a lot of like in deductive reasoning, but it isn't like for detectives. Does the world really need a whole school for making super smart detectives? It's so poorly represented in the movie and like explained it's yeah, laughable because because uh, part of me was thinking does he have superpowers which i probably would have been okay with but to know that he went to professor x's school yeah, yeah. so i just had that okay movie mm-hmm. all right let's just carry on because they're gonna throw other stuff out at me like space gun oh my god yeah because, oh, what's his friend's name? or Watari. Watari. Yeah. What is he? Like his handler he, assistant? Yeah. yeah. That I guess the super detective school gave to him. Maybe he has a future gun. Yeah. I said I was going to look into it. Uh-huh. Because I mentioned how it reminded me of Blade Runner when mm-hmm. we were watching it. Yeah. It is. It says it's a modified version, so I don't know if... It means that the gun in the movie is modified, like the prop, or from the source material where the prop, the the other movie where the prop came from, which was Blade Runner 2049. So I was right. I have not seen that movie yet, oddly enough. What? (laughs) So they just took that prop from 2049? But that's what I was saying. I don't know if they modified that prop from 2049. Because the way it was written, it could go either way. Yeah. Or if the the actual like gun in universe in twenty forty nine is called a modified detective. Yeah, whatever but it is. still, it's so just jarring when it it's just brought out and it's a glowy space gun. Yeah. Like for context or like reference in the anime, L and like Watari and that whole kind of like seer kind of organization, they're all like really well funded. They have a ton of money because they're, they solved all these cases. So of course, they get a bunch of money from that. And they do have like some interesting technology, but it isn't, it, it all feels realistic in mm-hmm. the universe. So sorry about bringing up the gun and everything, because yeah. that's just a little bit ahead of where you are in the narrative, yeah. because we have to discuss the FBI following. Yeah. Because L kind of figures out that it's light so but he's he, not sure so he has him followed yeah so he figures out that it's from seattle he also figures out that um it's somebody on the police force which was always kind of theorized around the world that it could be an officer because they would make sense. would make sense yeah for sure but then there's like a bunch of jumps in in the logic and basically without much explanation light is then followed by the fbi so then Light has to find out a way to get the FBI to stop following them. But then out of nowhere, all the FBI agents just kill themselves. They all they all walk up to the top of a building and they all just jump off. And and Light ends up blaming Ryuk for Ryuk. it. Yeah. And Ryuk doesn't even deny it. No. Ryuk is just kind of like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He blames Ryuk. It's kind of weird. I, I, I like that they set up kind of like the mystery, uh-huh. but they don't do a good job at it. And also, the FBI following them was pretty weak. It was just a guy following them around. He had full access to his house, to everything, to like close the locations. He could literally go into a bathroom, pull out his phone, and write down a name. 
there wasn't that much threat. He he easily could have evaded their their whole investigation in the anime. It is narrowed down to a group of people, and Light is one of those people, and they wiretap his house. Which would make way more sense. They fill it with cameras. Like, <laughs> there's like, oh, it was like 60 cameras in his room, and like a bunch of microphones, and basically, Light had to figure out a way to still be writing down names and killing people, especially if they're on live television and they're killed. His, his thinking is, well, if I, if I kill somebody who's on live television and I'm not even watching TV, it'll help clear my name. And the way that he like tricks them and everything was, it, it's really great. It's really cool how he does it. But then you get to the movie and that sort of thing just isn't done. Light's not even that clever in this. He is not. Because he really is He isn't. is talking about the Death Note and killing people out loud, out loud. in public yep. a lot. A lot. Just totally just out in the open talking about it. So all these FBI agents die. And then, uh, <laughs> so then what, what happens is... Then Light's dad goes out onto TV and shows his face, you know, and his name's put out there. And he's like, I am not going to stop. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to find you, Kita. We're going to stop you. You're evil and all those things. And the I, other cops don't like him because of it, too. Yeah. Because they're just happy that their jobs are getting easier. Yeah. So the thinking is, well, then obviously Kita would just kill that he would just kill the police chief right then and there and el kind of wants that to happen because yeah. then he would be able to but, eliminate him but as then, a suspect but then it doesn't happen and that makes that makes el believe that it's kita because he wouldn't kill his dad mm -hmm. now this is true yes kita would not want to kill his dad possibly though possibly kita might not want to kill the police chief maybe he doesn't want to be so obvious with where he is located or stuff like that, you know? It's obvious that Kida is one of the people being followed, and then he doesn't kill his dad, so El just believes that it's light. So then he confronts him in a coffee shop at night. He finds out where light is and just walks up to him. And light's like reading like a history book. And it's kind of cool because, like, in the history book, you can see, like, these old, like, Japanese, like, style paintings of Ryuk. I really liked that. That was great world building. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was cool. I did like that. And it's, and um, the way that he was drawn was, like, anime and, like, manga Ryuk, which was a nice little nod. So he walks up to Light and starts talking to him. And then L is like, I, hey, I know you're Kita. By the end of it, they're like screaming at each other <laughs> and Light totally reveals that he's Kita, like right there. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's so bad. The fact that he's just, he just, just there, just at some coffee shop, just totally reveals <laughs> that. And then L doesn't like arrest him because, because L needs that checkmate. He needs the, he needs that conclusive. Well, What's anybody could evidence? just he could just say he did it, but he wants he wants a little more proof. Yeah, but he can't just go all right, bust this kid because he still doesn't know how it's how he's doing it. Yeah, it's just it's not good at all. Let's just take a little break and listen to a podcast that we love, and the dongles should too. Just how drunk are we gonna get? 
Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Kill more crates. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Try that again. As we drag Kathleen. Hear me. Kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. So one of the thoughts I had, too, with this whole scenario is if this has been going on for a while and it's as big as it is, why hasn't anybody else just started murdering people and hiding behind the name? How come it doesn't produce either more vigilantes Mm -hmm. or, you know, just a serial killer who just uses that as a mask because it's a perfect cover? Yeah, for sure. And it makes more like something like that is answered a lot better in like the anime because Light chooses to kill them via heart attacks almost exclusively. Because think about it, a god can just randomly give someone a heart attack. Mm -hmm. To have them always be like killing themselves or making their heads explode and like all these like just overly gory and crazy things really kind of lessens the idea. Because yeah, like you said, like I could totally just shoot somebody. And then write Kita on the wall with blood. And then everyone be like, whoa, whoa, Kita did that. Yeah, because it's happening all over the world. Because it's happening all over the world. But like, you can't fake someone having like a heart attack or something. So it it makes more sense in the other media for Kita to get so like, so much followers and like all this and that. Like by the end of it, he basically has like a religion. He like has worshippers. And there's even like a religious news channel covering his news. That's pretty blockers. Yeah, it gets, it, it's very, it's very interesting. Oh, oh yeah. So, so Light, Kira, however you want to refer to mm-hmm. him as, decides that L is getting way too close. So he needs to find out his real identity, but nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows his name. So he uses the death note on Watari, and this makes no sense because it turns out Watari his name you might be thinking oh well how does he figure out his full name watari is his full name he just doesn't have a last name that it's like madonna or prince it makes oh it doesn't make any sense <laughs> so then they basically make it so that he will they use a death note and he'll call light's phone and then he will tell him the name of l which first off the police could easily just track who Watari was calling. That's what I was thinking. And like, that's like your personal phone. You should have made him call like a phone box. But I did ask if he had a burner though, but you could still probably get a ping. Yeah. On the location. And also, according to the rules of the death note, you can't make them do something they don't know. So if I wrote down someone and I told them to call my cell phone, they couldn't do it because they don't know my number. Mm -hmm. They don't know my phone number. So the fact that in this movie, you could just write down, he calls his phone number and give him the phone number. Which also, if you think about it, if that's his personal phone number, mm-hmm. that is now in the death note. So if he ever does get busted, yeah, 
there's a lot of weird information in there and a lot of names of people who got killed. Mm-hmm. And now his phone number would be in there. I was like, well, that seems like a really dumb idea. Yeah, it's really stupid. So then Watari calls and he goes, oh, I didn't, I do not know this information, which so you don't know Elle's name, but how do you know Light's phone number? Because he wrote that he wouldn't call that number. He wrote that he would call that number, but he doesn't know that phone number. Like, it, it's weird. He doesn't say it, my phone number. Yeah, I know that. But he writes the actual number down. Yeah, but have you, in the, like, the show and everything, you don't have that much control over somebody. Right. I, I get that, but I'm just saying for the sake of For movie. the sake of the movie, yeah. It, a lot of that, a lot of what happens in here, I feel all the, the rule bending and stuff like that just comes from, for the movie, it made it easier for them to write it. So then Light tells Watari, like, you need to find out the name, like, and then Watari explains the whole, like, orphanage thing and explains Elle's backstory and then is like, I need to go to this secret location to find it, which, again, also doesn't make any sense, since when can you just tell somebody to do something else, you know? Like, they're not under, like, mind control, like, you can't just tell them to do whatever you want them to do, that has to be written down in the Death Note. Mm-hmm. You have to write down that they will go out and find it. Right. I just chalked it up to he had to complete the task. But the task was saying the name. It wasn't finding it. Right. So again, it's still like that. Yeah, it's in a gray weird... area of, well, maybe he just needs to complete the task and he knows what to do. It's still just. But the clock's ticking because also he doesn't want to kill Watari because he has, he can burn one page. Yeah, so in this, if you burn a page, the person whose name's written on the page will not die. It'll, like, exclude them. But you can only do it once. You can only do it once, which also doesn't make any sense, because what if there's multiple names written down on a piece of paper, and then you burn it? Because this isn't in the anime. When you write someone's name down, that's it. They're gonna die. There's no avoiding it. Even if you burn it, erase it, anything you do, they will die. So in that context, I feel that's in there in this movie just to make your protagonist not seem like a complete piece of crap. Mm-hmm. They're trying to give him a redeeming quality of, well, he's murdering people, but only bad people. Yeah. And he doesn't want to murder this guy who just happens to be a decent person. But he also wants to kill L. Well, if you think about it in that logic, well, there's nothing bad about L inherently because all he is is a detective. He's trying to do good as well. He's trying to save the world. And then in that killing Watari, you would be totally like messing up L's, one of L's greatest resources. So the fact that he would be not okay with killing Watari, but like totally killed, totally okay with killing L, really wanting to kill L. Like there's no second thought about it. Yeah. He would kill L in a second. Because L will basically just burn out if Watari's not there to help him go to bed and keep track of him. Yeah. He'll just work himself to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... <laughs> so... Are you still with us, Dongles? So Watari drives out to God knows where. Luckily, he can make it there within 48 hours. Like, if it was on, like, a different continent, he would, he would just die. <laughs> so then he goes out, and it's, like, all these creepy Dutch angles of him, like, walking oh, through this orphanage. There's so many Dutch, there's angles, so many Dutch in angles in this movie. It's, it's, I think it's way overused. It, it, I don't mind a good Dutch angle, but yeah. Adam Wingard just loves them a lot. Uh, a little too many in yeah, this. Yeah, it's a lot of Dutch angles. So then 
Watari figures out where the secret passage is. First of all, this whole orphanage is now abandoned. Yeah. Just totally abandoned, which made me wonder, how old is L anyway? Because he seems maybe 20. Yeah. And this place looks as if it's been abandoned for 30 years, maybe? Yeah. There's like creepy old doll toys. It looks like a place, an old asylum, that somebody would investigate on a ghost show. It does. It really does. So he is like digging through the records and then like finds it, right? And then he calls <laughs> he calls Light and is like, L's real name is... And then he pauses and then he hears the police coming because, by the way, when he wrote down Watari's name, the manner of death, he basically told Ryuk, dealer's choice. You could just pick how how he dies, which is not really how the death note works. Because if you don't write down a manner of death, it'll just be heart attack. There's no influence that Ryuk has on anything that is done with a death note. So another thing that just kind of doesn't make any sense. So anyway, the police come and then for some reason, Watari just pauses and just (laughs) stares like a deer caught in the headlights. And the police are like, are you Watari? And he goes, yes. And they just shoot him. (laughs) Oh, man. And also, you're, <laughs> so you're telling me that in writing down Watari's name, you can make police officers drive to a random location and just shoot some random person just because their name is written down in a death note. Like, it's so, it's so extra. I like in the next part where Al apparently does not realize that Watari's been gone mm-hmm. almost 48 hours now. <laughs> Because he only has a couple minutes while he's on that phone call. Yeah. And he'll just picks up this phone and just yells orders into it and hangs up. And then I don't know if they were trying to go for a weird trope there where I, people do that in he movies. He does it multiple times, too. He just picks up the phone and is like, I need the chief of police. What? I could see if your assistant, but your assistant just drove off. Yeah. <laughs> and is dead. So then he gets really angry and he goes to Light's house where they're just sitting and like eating dinner and Mia's there and they're just hanging out. And then like Light, L breaks in and then like starts attacking Light just like right in front of his dad. And then his dad freaks out and is like, whoa, can't be doing that. And then he gets somehow L got a police warrant and then searches the entire house but it's a good thing mia was there because mia snuck out the death note which if we think about it she should have been searched too but whatever so yeah that happens so then now there's also a page that's ripped out she ripped that out earlier yeah and stuck it in her geometry book yeah yeah earlier in the movie she like stole a page but or no we don't calculus yeah, we don't find that out until later, though, really. Oh. But. My I, I, my notes are sparse. <laughs> That's yeah. Point, as I said. So that happened. Oh, and then there's the dance. There is the dance. Because they know that they're being watched. Yeah. And they still go to this dance. Mm-hmm. And White's wearing a top hat because they're going to fool the police that are watching them by switching the hat in the crowd with another kid 
an who's Asian going, kid. Who's going to dance with Mia. So he can sneak off and who's he going to kill? I don't remember. What it was was that she wanted the death note because she thinks that light is too easy on people and isn't like aggressive enough because he didn't want to kill the FBI agents. Mm-hmm. So she wrote down his name in the death note. All she wrote down was Light Turner. His heart stops beating at midnight. So then if Light gives her the death note and like does like this thing where like he actually like passes it off to her and makes her the owner of the death note, you can technically do that and you can give ownership. Then then she will burn his page. And then he won't die. Because the twist here is too that anybody it doesn't matter who the owner is. Anybody can just write in it. Yeah, the one... He didn't know that because he didn't read the rules. Yeah, one of the quirks of being like an owner is that you can see and talk to Ryuk. So you have so only one person can actually like talk and see Ryuk. Whereas oh, in like the... Probably should have mentioned that at the beginning. <laughs> whereas like in the anime, as long as you touch a piece of the notebook, you will then be able to see Ryuk, which is actually used in very interesting ways in the show it's very it's fun how they use that rule but yeah and this only one person can see ryuk if you notice we haven't mentioned a whole lot of what ryuk does in this because he's not really in in it it. it's he isn't really in it um which i was really disappointed in because ryuk and light have a very fun dynamic in the show because ryuk has to follow light around he has to be near him until he dies so that he can pick up the death note again and become the owner so and he can also isn't one of the rules too. He can abandon it for seven days. Light can abandon it for as seven long as days. he's not near it for seven days. Yeah, as long as he leaves it, and doesn't interact with it for seven days. But in like the show, Ryuk has to like follow him around. So there's he'll be like laying out on his bed, or he'll like he's like, come on, Light, let's just like play more video games. He's almost like bored, and it's pretty cool. He he will Light will be like talking to his family. Like his little sister will come in, and he'll be like chatting. But then there will be a literal god of death just standing behind them and light just has to not even pay any attention to it i do enjoy when he pops up just hanging out behind somebody that that was done once in in the movie it happened a couple times but it was fun and he would be out of focus yeah i did the, like that in the darkness yeah and that looked cool that looked very cool i didn't i didn't they really that. should have used him more yeah he, he definitely could have played a bigger role so yeah they're at the dance then lights like shoot so he grabs the death note and then he like writes something down in it that we can't see. But <laughs> but what that's one of the biggest <laughs> plot holes in this movie. When he's flipping through the death note, he finds the page that has his name written on it. We it just is written out. Light Turner. Light Turner's heart will stop beating at midnight. Just burn the page, buddy. You could have burned it right then and there. He literally could have just lit that on fire. There's no rule saying that it has to be the person who wrote, like wrote it down. We don't that has know to burn if it. there's that rule or not. But. <laughs> They read off the burning rule, and it mentions nothing about it having to be the actual person that wrote it down. So it, right. it yeah, knows? it doesn't it doesn't make any just, sense. I don't know why I'm trying to fix this movie with you. So light goes on the run because the police figure out that that Asian kid wearing the top hat really isn't white boy Light Yagami or Light Yagami Light Turner. I'm sorry, that's his name in the anime. So then they're on the hunt for him, and then L gets super mad. He gets all angry. And he steals a police car and he starts trying to find light. It's clear he does not have a whole lot of experience driving. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like drifting later and stuff like that. It's weird. So then he picked it up quick because he's smart. He's, he was an orphan raised at that superhero school. <laughs> 
So just by chance, in all of Seattle, all of massive Seattle, L finds light just running, just running, <laughs> and then starts chasing him. And I will say, this chasing is very fun. It's done well. It's fun. Yeah. I really like L in this part because he's jumping up on stuff. Um, when they run through the diner and he just jumps up on top of that table and shoves a dude's face in soup. Yeah. And keeps going. Yeah. It's it's kind of fun. So then Light ends up getting like stopped and like caught and Elle catches up to him, has him at gunpoint. And then some like random like Italian looking restaurant worker walks on the back and then. Oh, because Elle says, hey, I'm on official business. Yeah, this is the cute case. I've caught kita which first off why would you even say that and then uh, light just starts screaming all just it's like i need to explain it she took like something in the calculus book and starts yelling (laughs) like a little baby oh this is his worst performance in the entire movie yeah for that alone oof it is it is terrible it's awful and then the restaurant worker guy just picks up like a two by four and just whacks l with it and knocks him out and then he looks at light and goes are you are you really Kira? And Light just kind of like nods at him. He's like, yeah, and just I runs away. I would not believe it was that kid. No, I wouldn't either. And also, it's just so lucky that that guy walks out, believes this whole dumb thing, and then hits L with a two by four. It's so... Oof. <sighs> it's movie. So then they get to like this Ferris wheel where they were supposed to meet. And then they, Mia and Light meet up and then they get out of the ferris wheel and then lights using space gun to like scare people and like get on and then he (laughs) shoots the controls with space gun (laughs) and they both end up somehow being the only ones on ferris wheel yeah it doesn't make any sense so then they're on ferris wheel and then there's like some dialogue i even forget what they say to each other it's basically like Where's, give me my death note. And then Light's like, I kind of did something. And she's like, what'd you do? Oh, you wrote down my name, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, kind of. That's <laughs> <laughs> you're doing his voice. <laughs> yeah. God. Wrote down your name, Mia. But I love you. But I love you. Like, we gotta, we can get through this. We can get, and like, they're surrounded by police at this point. Then the Ferris wheel collapses or starts to collapse starts to collapse when they're at the top yeah so then mia falls out but light grabs her and then the death note like starts to slide out and she reaches out to grab it and then she she rips out the page and then she falls onto like a bed of like a bunch of flowers that they were selling because it has to be all tragic light falls out but he somehow hits the water which if you think about it He's hanging on to Mia, right? Yep, she falls straight down. She falls straight down. He is in that same vertical axis as her and also falls. He then somehow falls the like 10 feet. It would be to reach the shore somehow far enough to land, not into a bunch of rocks. Ryuk explained earlier that it has to be physically possible. has to be physically possible. He like teleports like 20 feet to land in deep water. Also, the one page that Mia ripped out just Mm -hmm. happened to be the one with his name on it. Yep. And it lands in a burning barrel. In a burning barrel. Yeah. So then his name is burned. And then he, this is what he wrote down when when they're at the school right after the dance. He wrote down that this doctor who's like, well, 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 there's a whole bunch of stuff with him in the hospital. Yeah. And his dad visits him. <sighs> so, yeah, so he survives. And, 
and he's like in a coma but then the murders keep on coming like the keto kills keep on coming in so everyone's like whoa l you were totally wrong and i was like i wasn't wrong it really was keto i know it was keto and they're like dude He's in a coma. How is he still killing people? He's like, oh, it really is him. <laughs> and then we cut to Kita in the hospital, or Light, I suppose. And then Light's dad comes in, and I forget how he figures out, but he's basically like, hey, kid, I uh, I, I know you're Kita. Like, I, I figured it out. I forget how he does it, but he, like, figures because it out. Because his dad is just a good detective. He's not a super detective. Oh, yeah. But he's supposed to be one of the best. So he's like, how did... How did you, how do you, how do you kill him? How do you, how do you do it? Oh, also, he had the, somebody drop the death note off on top of him. Yeah. Which made him come out of his coma. Mm-hmm. And then he shoved it underneath his pillow. He grabs it and go, uh, looks around and just puts it underneath his pillow. Because by no means would any hospital staff ever come across that ever. And then, <laughs> and so then he explains that he wrote down that a doctor that, that, he wrote down Mia's name and that she would die in a, after the Ferris wheel, mis- he wrote down mysteriously collapses, mm-hmm. right? So in this movie, you can write down in someone's death that an entire feat of engineering can just come crumbling down. It doesn't make any sense. So then that she would fall out and then as she's falling, she would rip out his the page with his name on it <laughs> and that that page would then fall into fire so now writing down someone's name can control physics and also can control what happens to a piece of paper doesn't make any sense how does that have any effect and also that then he will fall out of the ferris wheel and land safely in the water so he wrote down in the death note but he also included that he would go into a coma yes and that oh he did that by writing down a doctor's name and that that doctor who like raped people who were like unconscious or something like that yeah would find him would be at the beach and find someone in the water and then pull him out and then resuscitate him and that he would put him in a medically induced coma (laughs) oh yeah that's right that's what it is (laughs) yeah and then that there would be another guy some like child predator that would also be on the beach and would find the death note and then take it back to his house and then continue to write down the names of criminals shown on the local news <laughs> and that then he would drop the notebook off at as it was written the Kita suspects hospital bed so that's how light got out of death there's a lot to that whole plan that does not work there's a lot to it how this all feels is it's a bad it's a bad Matt Smith Doctor Who episode <laughs> you know the ones I'm yeah. talking about yeah where They had a grand story, and then it just came down to, well, the story needs to end. So now the doctor's just going to explain everything super fast just so the story can end on time. Yeah. So then we cut to Elle, who remembers what Light randomly blurted out about something about a calculus book. Figures out that Mia had a calculus book. Goes into her room, finds the calculus book finds the page with all the FBI agents written down on it. So, ooh, twist. Mia Mia was the one that killed the FBI agents. Wait, it wasn't Ryuk, which whatever. She's dead now. It kind of doesn't matter. And then he then grabs a pen and is like looking at Light's face and is like heavily breathing like he's going to write down the name. Which how would he know how to How do would that? he know how to use a death note? There's no rules. He doesn't know. All he has is a piece of paper with 
with FBI agents' names written down on it. And if you think about it, it is just disconnected from the death note at that point. Yeah, which so does work. That does work. You can rip out a page and use oh, it. Oh, okay. I thought maybe yeah. it would have no... No, you oh. can... Yeah, oh, you can use that. that. Maybe that's how Mia was doing it the whole time, getting the FBI agents. But yeah, that is how she killed the FBI agents. Yeah, because she stole it from the calculus. But then what she... You remember? Because she found one of the FBI agents like outside his car and then like tased him and then wrote down his name uh, and then wrote down <laughs> that he would then write down the other agent's name... <laughs> And yeah, in the an, in the anime, the way that Light takes out the FBI agents is like almost similar. But I, okay, since I just wrapped up basically the movie. Yeah, movie's done. Movie's that's done. That's how it, it ends with, <laughs> it ends so stupidly because it ends in the hospital scene and it's Ryuk just kind of standing there like cackling and Light's like, what? And he's like, you humans are so interesting and then light just makes like a dumb face and then the movie ends that's the only face like, he can make yeah <laughs> oh so bad so comparing in the anime light is a complete scholar student straight a's he's like handsome all the ladies want him then he sees the death note fall from the sky and in in that he is very he is very smart with how he uses it. He actually reads all the rules. His dad, who is the chief of police, and he he even worked on police cases. So he's he is very good, like deductive reasoning, and is very smart and plans a lot of things out, and is just really intelligent. He's a super smart guy. Is able to like manipulate people. Has an insane poker face. And then there's like L, who is kind of like light in a lot of ways. He's just very smart, and it's those two just having this complete mental game where they're trying to one-up each other. They're they're trying to outsmart them and, you know, force them into situations. Yeah. And those two going back and forth. And there's obviously like other characters that come into play. And then Mia, for example, is in the anime, but her name is Misa. I, I understand that change. That's fine. Where like she also gets a death note. She actually gets a second death note. And then there's a lot to do with like that whole thing. And, and also I find this interesting. The, like the rules in the show, I think are fleshed out a lot better. In the show, I really like it because it's a very well-defined rule set, very well-defined. The rules are very strict. There's no bending of them. There's no, well, well, you know, it's the rules are the rules. It, it's a very good power set, like a magic system in a way. It's very well, like, fleshed out. So it's, it's a very, well, basically what I mean, I recommend the show, <laughs> if anything. The show, yeah. it... I am more curious to check it out now. I like it because you get a lot of lights, you know, you get like that internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's him thinking things through. But then sometimes you don't get that. And then you get that third person perspective where you're watching things happen and you're like, oh my God, what is his master plan? And you're trying to figure it out. And that goes for L2, where sometimes you'll get that internal dialogue and you'll get that. Sometimes you get that third person perspective. So it's very, it's very well written. It is very well written show so to have a movie like this kind of throw away what i find to be the best part of the show is so disappointing light is stupid <laughs> l is not like methodical in his reasoning everything about this is just way off base if i were to describe it based off of what you've mentioned during this recording because we didn't really discuss it beforehand. Mm -hmm. I would have to say 
that this gives off a very almost fan fiction vibe where somebody (laughs) tried to write their own version of it Mm -hmm. and just didn't quite get it Mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. If I were to make a Death Note movie, which first off, I wouldn't make a movie, I'd make it a show because the best part about the show is kind of how long it is because yeah i was gonna say that too um in my conclusion but i'll yeah i am i I agree with you on this 100 percent. yeah because you need that time as much as i've been begging on the writing of it it could just be a matter of how much can we cram into this movie's only an hour 40 minutes Mm -hmm. that's not a lot of time with as much lore and everything and to get a little bit more of the mental chess game happening yeah exactly all that and yeah i don't really know how they could have done it better in a movie it's not movie movie worthy what i would have done is i would have gotten people who are very good at writing i would have gotten very good writers people who have written like really good mysteries and like thrillers and stuff like that i didn't get into who the writers are i know there's more than one well of course there's more than one i wouldn't expect but but still yeah i would have gotten like really good writers and i would have made it more about that. I think this movie could have worked if you can still make it a Death Note movie, but I wouldn't have it be light. I wouldn't have it be, you know, L. I I could see this working as as a separate story, almost like a what if someone else got the Death Note. Mm-hmm. To try to make it these characters, especially when they are so strong in all of their media, and then reduce them and basically flip their characteristics... I think is really annoying. I think what it should have been, and this is how it kind of was for the first half of the movie, it should have been like a dark comedy. Make it like a dark comedy and make it more of a love story. They kind of tried making the love story thing happen, but they also wrote Mia out of the movie. Exactly. For maybe like the th- a third, third quarter. <laughs> yeah. Just have more focus on those two characters' dynamics. And you can even make them kind of stupid. Make them get caught. You know, something like that. That would have been a lot more interesting. So, yeah, I'm on board with you with that. They should have made it a Death Note story, just not so based off of the the Death Note story. Yeah, Which brings up a topic I wanted to discuss with you, because this movie had a lot of flack for whitewashing the characters because it was done in the United States, but a lot of people still wanted to see Asian characters portray portrayed in this. I'm of two minds on, on the subject matter, mm-hmm. because I feel, okay, sure, you did bring it. You could have made them any color. I don't think it would have mattered. Mm-hmm. They should have done what you suggested of just making it different characters. Yeah, Then for sure. nobody would have had that come mm-hmm. up. But... I did read, though, that there's a claim that they auditioned Asian actors, right? But did not pick them because they weren't, they didn't have a fluid enough English, which begs the question, how are there no Asian American actors? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did none of them show up? Yeah. Do they exist? Yes, they do. Yeah. (laughs) That feels like a really lame excuse. It's a very poor excuse. Again, it should have just been a different character. Yeah. The idea of the anime is this Death Note drops on Earth, and it just so happens to fall in the hands of the worst person to have one. (laughs) Like, the worst person in the movie, 
It's the Death Note lands literally right next to a doofus. (laughs) I don't feel I can really blame the director, Adam Wingard, on this because the directing, not all that bad. It can be pretty laughable at times. Yeah, but I feel a lot of that comes down to also, and I'm not really like, I'm not a super fan of his by Mm -hmm. any means. Yeah. Because I have his segment in VHS was whatever. (laughs) I don't really remember it. Mm -hmm. He did the Blair Witch movie from 2016, and I was not aware of that until I looked it up. And my thoughts on that are, "Eh, it was okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. The Guest he did, that movie's not bad. It feels a little cheesy, but it was kind of meant to be kind of cheesy. Some of that tones in this movie. And then Your Next is totally rad. You should definitely watch that movie and see what you think, just to get a different taste of what he is known for. Mm -hmm. Preferably before we watch his upcoming movie. Yes. Godzilla vs. Kong. That's that's just a weird coincidence that we're talking about him now. Yeah, yeah. I will say, I liked the cinematography, and I liked pretty much that. I think the movie looked really nice. Kind of heavy on the Dutch angles, but... Yeah, and it's kind of dark. A little too dark sometimes. Sometimes, I can see that for sure. And it's not a a tonal dark. It's just dark. Yeah, just kind of a dark movie. Yeah, I would definitely not blame Adam Wingard. But I would definitely say jury's still out (laughs) regarding Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Especially after watching this. This does make me a little more leery of, ooh, this couldn't... Yeah, I don't know. Come on, Adam. Yeah, yeah. You got a lot of writing on your shoulders. You do, yeah. And I've seen that picture of Mechagodzilla. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh. Hey, Michael Doherty did rewrite that movie. So, it's just down to the directing. It's just down <laughs> to the directing. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. I guess, in conclusion, um, this movie isn't very good on its own, even. If you, you have a favorite scene, though. I have a favorite scene. Mostly anything with Ryuk, really. That's exactly what I have. Anything with Ryuk could probably be my favorite scene. He steals the show. I he's do. the most interesting part, and he's barely in it. I like the scene where uh, there's, like, the news broadcast of, like, Light's dad going out, and Light's figuring, like, oh, shoot, like, do I kill my dad? And Ryuk's just, like, laughing behind him, and he just turns to him and says, shut the F up. It was, <laughs> it was pretty funny. I like that scene. But, yeah, anything with Ryuk. Now, how would you, because you're kind of getting into it, that's mm-hmm. why I cut you off for yeah. your favorite scene part. But using our system of your tone yeah. on how you say the word movie for a rating, how would you rate this movie? And would you recommend it? I don't have high hopes. Okay. So if I had to say movie, it'd probably be like, movie. <laughs> that was a good one. And you don't recommend it. I do not recommend it. I recommend the anime, though. Oh, my God. That'll have your jaw hit in the floor. It's very good. All right. Your turn. U.S. version of Death Note from 2017 is a movie. Yeah. I do not care for this. Uh, like we said, it should have been a series. It should be a series, not a movie. Yep. The pacing was off and it felt too rushed to develop any characters really. Mm-hmm. When they did try, it felt off. Yeah. The guy who plays light. I, I wish him well, 
But he's terrible on this. Awful. He was miscast big time. Maybe that anime would sit better with me, despite not really liking anime all that much. Like, I've gotten into some, but Mm -hmm. it's not really my thing overall. Or willing to try it out. Mm -hmm. I think the premise is good. It is, yeah. So with that, come on over to our tea public store. We got t-shirts for days. Please. There's a link in the show notes. If you buy a t-shirt, make sure it's when it's on sale, because then I'll just make $2 instead of 4 And I use that money to help fund the podcast. You can rate and review us wherever you listen. We don't even care anymore. Yeah, just anywhere, please. <laughs> Feel free to contact us. Our email is corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. You can visit us in the Dongle Den on the Facebook. Come on and visit the fellow weirdo dongles in the Dongle Den on the Facebook. We're free of white supremacy. (laughs) A special thanks to all our listeners, you, the Dongles, and our fellow podcasters. I don't know why I'm using this voice. Hi, Court. (laughs) Well, hang in there, Dongles. Bye. me there's a bug in my wine and i'm trying to get it out i'm totally listening to you but you know how like when you're trying to get something out of liquid yeah and it kind of floats away yeah because i don't want to drink this bug call me crazy you humans are so interesting